Blog Talk Radio. First day of winter. Yeah, real nice. cute, real cute. I'm hot as hell, but <laughs> yeah. Nice Look, I ain't never been there, there but it feels like. <laughs> if it's warm, I ain't trying to go. Right. I understand. How you doing today, Papa? I'm good. That weather was very nice today. Oh, well, I did at least stick my head out the door. Oh, that's pneumonia weather, as the old folks used to say. Yeah, they yeah. call it the pneumonia weather. I know, that's right. That's that no-joke stuff. Yep. All right, well, you want to get into it? Get into the rundown? All right. Okay. All right, what's going on tonight, Carol? I'll turn it over to you. Well, we got 45 acting the fool again. Uh-oh. Trump predicts shutdown after meeting with Republican senators. Also, James Mattis had history of disagreements with Trump before resignation. Mm-hmm. Congress passes farm bill to help black farmers in HBCUs. I hit and quitted headline, stretch of California highway named after Barack Obama. Yay! Uh, Senate unanimously approves bill to make lynching a federal crime. Really? <laughs> Forever 21 put a white model in a Wakanda sweater, and some people are pissed. Mm. Also, is Disney's trademark for Hakuna Mata cultural appropriation? Matata. Oh, and GoFundMe page raising money to fund Trump's wall. Really? What's popping with Papa Didi? Got a surprise for us tonight. Our weird news. Business mocks Trump by naming blind warmth. Worm-like animal after him. Also, ex-NASA engineers fart-laced glitter bomb stuns package thieves. And Montana man shoots at guy he thinks is Bigfoot. Uh-oh. Bigfoot sightings. I'm just saying with red wine, they're slippery. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up. I got quite a bit for you tonight. Our cocktail of the week. That's a surprise. Our kiss it list. And the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and of course, we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Knops and Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. 
There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read over here. I got the ABS. Get the recipes at www.apajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio WPJP. Call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1 to be in the queue so we'll know you have something to say. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. My host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Okay. Well... You ready to get into these hot topics? Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right, who's got the mic first? Why y'all put me with 45? You know, I that's your boy. I don't care for 45, but we're going to get go. into this story, though. You know that's your boy. Trump predicts shutdown after meeting with Republican senators. Oh, really? my goodness. He's getting on my last nerve with that crap. Trump predicted there likely will be a government shutdown tonight. Tonight? Yep. And put the Democrats on review. (laughs) A reversal from his position just a week ago when he said he would take the mantle and not blame the opposing party. (laughs) Oh, y'all know who y'all dealing with. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yep. The chances are probably very good that there is a shutdown. Trump said to reporters this afternoon, while at the White House, Bill... Um, signing on the bipartisan legislation overhauling the nation's sentencing laws. So he's signing things, but he's still lying on the other end. Okay. It's really the Democrats shut down because we've done our, our thing, Trump continued. Now it's up to the Democrats as to whether we have a shutdown tonight. I hope we don't, but we're totally prepared for a very long shutdown. Really? Mm-hmm. So just a week ago, uh, Trump said, sitting in the Oval Office with House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, remember that? Mm-hmm. Senator Minority Leader Chuck uh, Schumer. Oh, I remember. He said he would be proud to shut down the government over border security. He said, I will um, take the mantle, and I will be the one to shut it down. She said, He said, I'm, I'm not going to blame you for it. That's so, what he said. Early on Friday, my own two ears. Trump hosted Senate Republicans to the White House on Friday morning to, to um, for discussions about the looming shutdown threat. Though it was not apparent if any progress had been made, so Senator Majority Leader uh, McConnell, upon returning to Capitol Hill from his meeting in the White House, um, had a good conversation with Trump, and that we are going to continue to be talking about a way forward. Sounds good. Sounds promising. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump followed the comments from a new Republican senator tweeted Friday morning that McConnell should move to change the Senate rules to require just a simple majority to move forward on legislation. 
So to make this as clear as, as humanly possible, this will never happen as long as McConnell is leader, period. He's explicit. Explicit, uh, explicit. <laughs> Step away from the glass. Yeah. Said as much more than a dozen times on the record. Okay. So, right now, this ninth hour, we don't know if there's going to be a shut, uh, government shutdown. I mean, they're saying that pretty much it's going to shut it down. It's going to be a shutdown. Right. Because. Trump, he's not getting what he what he wants, which right. is this five baby having a tantrum, and he acts like he is because he got his arms crossed and some more shiggity. You know what? Oh, I, I tell bitch, you. bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <clears throat> and see, he's saying he can't if he doesn't get the money for that wall. Mm-hmm. He's not going to sign off on any other compromise bills. But I heard this evening, because I've been trying to keep up with this up until we came on the air, mm-hmm. that the uh, Congress people have already started going back home to their home states. Oh. So it doesn't sound like they're trying to hash anything out, you know, up to the 11th hour right? like they've done in the past. It sounds like they've thrown their hands up. Because they won't um, know anything until after the first of the year. They said January 3rd. So from now to January 3rd, either people are going to be furloughed or... They have to. The central people have to work without pay. Mm-hmm. That just or something like sense. that. The whole thing is ridiculous. It's crazy. All of this because Big Baby can't have his way. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, they already allocated almost almost two billion, like one point eight or something. Mm-hmm. Um, How much does he want? He wants five. He wants five billion mm-hmm. to build a wow. wall. That's what I said. That's a lot of money. Lot yeah, of money. for a freaking wall. Are you kidding? Why can't you compromise but and think, start having Think of the corruption of the uh, contractors and how. With all that money, well, everybody's going to be. Everybody's going to be. Oh, yeah. Folks are going to get paid left and I right. I think that's why. You come up back doors. Plus, you probably ought to rest in some money. He, I have the money's going to go to his pocket. That's why a lot of people don't want to approve it. And he's talking about how beautiful this wall is going to be. And I'm like, anybody care about a beautiful wall? <laughs> you know, what happened to Mexico's going to pay for it? I don't know where he got he got that from, that notion from. I just, I just, I mean, Mexico's like, don't put us in it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not paying for jiggity. Yeah. I don't blame him. But that's your president, 45. That's what he do. Mm, mm, mm. So we'll see. We're gonna see how this um goes on. So, Papa, are you, are you essential or oh. non-essential? <laughs> I'm essential in life. Uh, probably non-essential when it comes to the government. Uh, okay, well that's good. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about not getting paid or furloughed. So you know mm-hmm. that's that's a good thing. Mm. Some of us are essential. Mm. My thing is, I would call out sick those days that I that I got a um I suppose the word I would call out sick and use my leave shit. Yeah, you don't miss no dough. Right, you, you you're not gonna work me and not pay me. You know, what I'm saying I'm I'm on the clock and everything, but you're not, you know you can't do that. That's not right. So furlough means that that they are off the clock. So they, they means you're on unpaid leave. Unpaid gotcha. leave. Gotcha. So can you use some of your um no 
Wow. Because wow. it's shut down. If the government is shut down, then it's shut down. That means you're not supposed to, you know, go in. You're not supposed to log in. You're not supposed to call in. You're not supposed to do anything. Right. But you're still on the list of employment. You still, right? As long as you furloughed, you're on somebody's list of being, you know, mm-hmm. being recognized as an employee. I guess. Now, in the past, when they've had these uh, shutdowns, even though people didn't get paid mm-hmm. for like up to, I think the longest one was about two and a half, three weeks. Mm-hmm. They did pay everybody retroactively once everything. Right. Reopen. Mm-hmm. But with this president, it's no telling. I know. You know, we might just have to, he might just say, well, we can use that money that we would have paid all these people and to build money. the stupid wall. So I yeah. don't know what he plans to do. That's true. But All I know is they're talking about Panic Saturday tomorrow for all these people trying to get all their Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, if the government is shut down, y'all might want to back up mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Before you go out here and spend money, if we don't know when we all, those that are federal, right. if you right. don't know when you're going to get paid again, yeah, it may not be wise to go out here and just start buying up a lot of stuff. I know that's You right. know, just, just spend wisely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word to the wise. Just saying, spend wisely. I know that's right. Okay. All right. Let's see. What else is happening? What you got over there, Papa? Uh, let's see. I have, uh, what do I have? James Mattis? Mm-hmm. James Mattis. Wow. Oh, boy. He's the defense <laughs> secretary, which means that uh, he's in charge of, uh, it's like a defensive coordinator of the NFL. He's the defense secretary. He's the oh. one that's in charge of the strategy, of the strategy and the, uh, the whole setup of, uh, you know, how do we knock him down? How do we close in on him? How do we seize him and whatever? And and he, I think he's really pissed off because Trump kind of stepped into his world. You know, mm-hmm. I think anybody would be. You know, if you work in Walmart or whatever. You know, no no pun intended on that particular one. But uh, if you stock in a shelf a certain way, you know, and somebody can tell you how to how to do it, and you they they're new and you've been stocking shelves for years, and they just micromanaging you and. You know, it's funny how Trump has been a, a so-called boss for so long that he wants to, like, supervise everybody mm-hmm. and, and just tell everybody what to do, how to do it. And uh, and it's getting to the point where somebody like Mattis, who's an older gentleman, is saying, yo, look, hey, look, you're not going to blame me for this mess. You know, we're trying to, first of all, we got a handle on this area. We finally got it on lock. You don't realize how many man hours, how many people been away from their family for months. And what kind of sacrifices we made? Right. Then you gonna get on Twitter and tell everybody, "Oh, we about to pull out of there," and he knows that as soon as you pull out, the Taliban is gonna take it over. It. What do you do if you put a, a big old piece of chicken on the kitchen floor and don't come back for three days? Oh my God! Hmm. What happens when you come back? It's gonna smell it's gonna be messy. Yeah, it's gonna smell. Roaches, mice. Oh, you name it. Whoever you, whoever you think you, whatever you thought you didn't have in that house, you're gonna have in that house. Right. Yeah. Where did where did that raccoon come from? Well, there was a little corner, a hole underneath the, you know. But it's just you know, and Mattis is pissed off basically because he's interfering with his with his job. Mm -hmm. You're the one coordinating all these troops, and then Trump gonna say, yeah, we about to get out of there, we about to get out, just to prove stuff. 
I've never seen a person that is so, uh, I think it's, I don't know, I wouldn't say, I would say racially motivated because you just, you think that because uh, uh, Barack was able to, you know, kill bin Laden, you know, you you want to you want something you won't need to be famous for. I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the whole presidency thing also was based on Barack. You know, mm-hmm. once Barack was in there, you kind of felt like, oh, if he could do it, I could do it better. You know, right? It's amazing when somebody comes along and thinks they could just do stuff based on somebody else doing it. You know? Yeah. But anyway, the Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis abruptly announced that he'd be resigning after President Trump stunned advisors stunned him with his weekly decision to pull U.S. troops out of Syria, okay? Now, now this is the strategy move that uh, Secretary uh, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis has been doing for at least 10 months of trying to coordinate this whole disrupted region that is dangerous, that is uh, corrupted, that is uh, hostile. And finally, you got a handle on it, and Trump's going to come along and tell you, okay, come on, get out of there. Knowing that now, and, and one quote that Matt uh, Jim Mattis was known from saying is that, do you want terrorists over here or do you want it over there? And that was one of the things that made him feel really uh, wanting, to re- wanting to resign because he said once that terrorism comes here to America, don't say we didn't tell you so. Because once we leave, they're going to build and then come into America and do, you know, I, I don't think Trump has a clue about the, Anything that's anything. going on with anything, <laughs> and and you're gonna take a, a a general that is experienced military general doing his thing, like I said, like in the NFL, a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and you're gonna come along and just tell him that you know, look, we're getting out of there, and he's, and Mattis is like, no, we don't need to leave right now. Mm-hmm. We already got a handle on. It. I'm starting to build a little bit because you know, just like the Army Corps of Engineers, once you start. Building and winning and, and overtaking stuff, you start building stuff. Yeah, that's true. You bring your construction people over, you build little trailers and camps and, mm-hmm. and little mm-hmm. things that you do to have uh, access to stuff, that's little true. food facilities, and you start taking it over. Mm-hmm. Trump is saying, pull up stakes and let's get out of here. What's going to happen when you leave? What's going to happen? All the stuff you cleared off for 10 months, what's going to happen when you leave? But I think a lot of things trump is doing because this is what he quote unquote promised everybody Uh oh i'm gonna pull the troops out i'm gonna build this wall and the wall exactly and i think he thinks that this is going to help him get reelected. well he also knows that we're coming up on 2019 and his presidency ends the the election is november of 2020 Mm -hmm. so trump knows that the election is coming near. Right. So he's trying to stay on top of that. Sure. And sure. he goes to different rallies to talk to his people to keep them fired up. Sure. Because they believe him no matter what he does. Yeah. Believe me, some of them... them Especially uh, the black man, the one black man in the crowd. Yeah, the black man, the Indians for Trump, black man for Trump. Oh, yeah. Female for Trump, the signs that's in back of him. That stuff is so staged, uh, I'll tell you. I don't know how somebody can even just roll like that. But uh, some people really know how to roll the system. You know, that some people are one-trick ponies. It's like a mechanic or whatever. You got mechanics out here don't know what they're doing, but they'll get somebody to roll up into their shop, and they'll do them in, rip them off, and they don't care if you come back or not because they're a one-trick pony anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's uh, the story with that situation. is like, uh, you know, we're about to shut down the government. We're about to lose our Secretary of Defense. 
hell, if I was another country, I'd say, you know what, now may be a good time to take the United States over. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Shit, they all fucked up anyway. Oh, uh, my God. Somebody that left out, left somebody, you know, you'd be about to have somebody left the back door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He locked the front door, put the alarm on, and the back door wide, wide open. open. What yep. the hell? Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't think somebody's coming oh, up man, in there, you're crazy. It's gone. But the back door is open. Yeah. It's all it's wow. about the front. The back door is open, man. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, boy. Wide open. So, our back door is open. So, we're going to do it. Mm, mm, mm. Well, while we're talking about back doors. political stuff, oh. yeah. Oh, no, not the back door. Okay. But. <laughs> Finally, something positive happened out of Congress. Mm-hmm. They just passed a farm bill that I didn't hear anything about until I came across this article. Mm-hmm. They passed a farm bill that's going to help black farmers for a change and HBCUs, your historically black colleges and universities. Black lawmakers in Congress played a key role in the passage of this $867 billion farm <laughs> bill. Jesus. I'm like, when did this happen? How come nobody was talking about this? Because... Yeah, because Trump sucks all the air out of the room and can't nobody do anything else. So this measure includes programs and protections for black farmers and veterans who farm and historically black colleges and universities and vulnerable individuals like families who rely on government assistance for food and meals. Um, This farm bill cleared the Senate and the House last week, and they're expecting that Trump is going to sign the bill, if not by now, early next week. We'll see what happens on that. Um, The black farmers who collectively had been filing and won multi-billion dollar lawsuits against the Department of Agriculture in recent decades for discriminatory practices now have protections under this new farm bill. One of the protections involves the ability to pass their farms down to relatives and heirs. Now, people who have families, who have land, Mm-hmm. What's been happening in a nutshell is that they're saying that the estimates show that 60% of the land owned by black people in the United States is inherited property, which according to the USDA is land that's been passed down informally from generation to generation. So most of the time, landowners die without a will, and somebody in the family just takes the land over mm-hmm. because they're, you know, related to them. But it was never done, like, in documentation. So whose name is legally on the deeds and stuff, that part never gets, you know, done correctly because people have died without a will and they just, you know, somebody in the family takes it over and then when they die, somebody else takes it over. And that's what's been happening. But with USDA, in order for you to, as a farmer, to qualify for certain benefits and money and different things and assistance and whatnot, you have to be the the title owner. And if your name isn't on that title, then you don't qualify to be able to get any kind of assistance. So that's what's been happening now for, you know, who knows how long. So this farm bill is saying that um, this is going to help with land grants for uh, black universities like North Carolina A&T, and some of these grants go all the way back to the 1890s. Wow. And they're saying that some of these um, states have been unfairly denied for years, and this new provision is going to uh, basically help even the playing field because the rule did not apply to predominantly white land-grant universities. 
this rule only applied to your black university. So how how crazy is that? So this bill is bringing $40 million in mandatory funding and another $40 million in discretionary funding for new scholarships at uh, at some of the nation's land-grant universities. And those are the schools that, you know, have majors for agriculture and farming and things of this nature. Well, that's good. And this means that each of these schools will now get at least $2 million in new funding for scholarships to attract students over the next five years. And the bill is going to give seniors and families with children and people that are struggling using what's called SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition um, Assistance Program that used to be called food stamps. Um, this was one of the points that, and that's a whole other story, Trump and his cronies have been trying to make it so that people getting public assistance on the SNAP program had to go out and get jobs to meet certain criteria in order to qualify to get the food, well, yeah. to get SNAP. I did remember hearing that. Yeah, so they were trying to get that cut out of this bill so that that would no longer be a provision. So, yeah. You know, it's a lot of stuff that yeah. went into this. So yeah. shout out to all of the black congressmen and women okay. who worked hard to try to get this to happen. I just hope Trump oh. goes on and signs it. That's what that was about. I just saw the tail end. I saw it on TV. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of African Americans standing behind Trump. I was like, okay, maybe he did something good. <laughs> yeah, he finally did. Right. So maybe he did go ahead and sign it. Because mm -hmm. they said as early as this week, possibly going into early next week. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right, well, that's the hot topics for the week. We're going to get a quick refreshment break yes, and come back good. with the. Uh, what do you call it? Hit it and quit it? Yep. We're going to come back and hit them and quit them. All right. Uh, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. Don't move. We'll be right back. What's your opinion? We want to know on the late night adult pajama party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. All right, um, Kettle, you... Uh, you got this story here? I guess so. All right, let's hit them and quit them. I'm putting me up right, right now tonight. We're going to hit them. Right. We're going to quit them. Bam, 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 bam. Okay. <laughs> um, Stretcher Highway is now named after Barack Obama. All right. All right, good. It's official. More than a year after California state lawmakers approved a plan to name a stretch of the 134th uh, freeway in L.A. Uh, area after our 44th president, Signs have gone up signaling the change. President Barack H. Obama Highway 
All is right. a stretch on Route 134 running from State uh, Route 2 in Glendale through the Eagle Rock section of Los Angeles and the cities of Glendale and Pasadena. Wow. So Senator Anthony uh, Portantino made the original announcement regarding his designation in September 2017 and was the main driver of the legislation that received bipartisan support. He goes on to say, I am so proud to have um, authored this proposal to forever appreciate and commemorate President uh, Obama's tremendous legacy, statesmanship, and direct connection to Southern uh, California. Um, When my friend John Gallagher suggested the idea, I was touched that he uh, suggested it um, to me and extremely honored to be in the position to bring it forth. The uh, the Democratic senator is also responsible for um, holding a fundraiser for the $7,000 needed for the signs. Wow. Funding was raised by individual donors based on um, stipulation in the original resolution. So President Obama used a portion of the highway now named his honor to travel from his college home in Pasadena to Occidental College, where he was a student. Okay. He studied from 79 to 81 before transferring to Columbia in New York. Some credit uh, his time in California as the beginning of his political activism and the place where he gave his first political speech. All right. Very nice. Came full circle. That's nice. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> All right. Good good one. Man, that was a good Shout one. Shout out to them for doing that. Huh? All right. What's next on Hit It and Quit It? Uh, let's see here. Happy, um, hmm. What you got, Papa? Uh-uh. He to put that I think down. somebody got the wrong story here. I have a stretcher highway on. Anyway, uh, let's, let's move on here. <laughs> the, Senate, you, the Senate unanimously, uh, approves a bill to make uh, lynching a federal crime. Okay, this is 2018, right? Unbelievable. All right, so finally there's a bill out that makes lynching a federal crime. Or a crime, period. I mean, damn. What, 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 what was, it? <laughs> was it ever illegal or, or what? I guess it was legal. That's After what it sounds like to me. Well, they said now. it wasn't a federal crime. Gotcha. Well, as long as it's a damn crime, yeah. you know, okay, would would be attached to it. Penalties are different when it's a federal. Crime. Yeah, but 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 luxuries are different too in a federal prison. I'd rather the person go to a damn state prison, okay? Because the federal prison is a country club, as people say. I don't know firsthand, but uh, That's what anyway, after almost a uh, almost a century of attempting to outlaw lynching nationally, the U.S. Senate. Unanimously approved legislation Wednesday that will make that make the act of lynching a federal hate crime. Huh. It's in 2018 that they finally came to this damn conclusion. Okay, Jeez, so I guess crazy. I don't know what what is it election well, we year? Know, we already or know who makes the laws. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right. So the Justice for uh, Victims of Lynching Act was uh, sponsored by the uh, Senate's uh, three African American members. Okay, wow, let's wow, put that out there wow. again. Mm. The name of the bill was called the Justice for Victims of Lynching Act. 
And it was sponsored by the Senate's three African-American members, which means the other, what is it, 50 uh, white folks? <laughs> Didn't give a shit about the, the, the bill riding or walking. Yep. All right. So, um. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, no. Uh, com- what's that? Uh, Camilla Harris, Democrat from Ohio, Cory Booker, Democrat from New Jersey, and Tim Scott is a Republican from South Carolina. Under the bill lynching, and uh, which is a, uh, as they call it, an extraordinary mob killing, mm. could be punishing by sentencing up to life in prison, and it would be an additional charge on top of murder. So mm-hmm. you get charged with murder as well as lynching on a hate crime degree, what have you. Lynching is a dark and... Uh, oh, uh, dark? Well, oh this is what God. they. This is what they. This is what they. Okay. This is a dark and uh, a despicable aspect of uh, our nation's history. Uh, this is what Harris tweeted. Uh, Harris is a Democrat from California. Mm-hmm. Tweeted after the vote. We must acknowledge the fact that uh, that we must never repeat it. Lynching of Black Americans was widely practiced in the United States. From around the 1880s, which is which is very close. Like I said, when you go 1800, you're close because your grandparents, if you're a person of a certain age, your grandparents were born in the 1800s, okay? And it says lynching of black Americans were widely practiced in the United States from around the 1800s to the mid-1900s, okay? Which means mid-1900s means up to nineteen fifty. Yeah, you want to go right. mid? Let's go mid in 1900s. That means 1950. You want to go mid? What's midway through the 1900s? Between 1900 and the year 2000, 1950. Mm-hmm. Okay, over that period, over 3,450 black people were lynched, according to the NAACP's statistics and uh, logistics. All right, uh, almost 200 anti-lynching bills were introduced in Congress from 1982 to 86. But none of them were passed. Now, how do you not pass a fucking lynching bill? What the hell is going on with these people? Yeah, it's like I'd like to know who was voting against it. All right, let me read that. That's let crazy. me read that line one more time. Ooh. Almost 200 anti-lynching bills were introduced to Congress from 1982 to 1986. 200, mm. and none of them were passed. So what did you say? Well. We're going to ride this thing out and see where it goes. Well, I don't really think it's that serious. Eh, well, what are we talking about? The past? This happened in the past. We don't want to talk about the past. My goodness. You guys are going to the damn past. Come what on. they still doing? Whatever they're saying, you know, to, to divert. All right. The uh, 2018 Senate bill introduced in June cleared the Senate Judiciary Committee in October. All right. A corresponding bill in the House was also introduced in June and remains in committee. Okay, what the hell's wrong with that house, man? Mm. The Senate didn't pass it, but stuff is sitting in the house. House must got a whole damn back room of shit they need to really sort out. I'll tell you, I don't know. All right, because the new Congress will be seated in January, it's likely that both bills will have to be reintroduced oh my to new God. people. It's got to be re-explained Serious? again. Yeah, it's got to oh, be re-explained. It might re-explained. be another 200 years. And you got people it's... trying to be impressive. You may have your little uh. Uncle Tom's in there or whatever. So the bill may go lay dormant again. On a, on a house level. So, anyway. Literally thousands of African Americans are being lynched throughout history, and the Senate never stepped up 
to pass any legislation to stop this horrendous, despicable behavior, Booker told the Times earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Uh, there's a bill out now that uh, called lynching a hate crime. and I can't believe that it. it's taken all this time for them to designate it as a hate crime. That's sad. It is. It all is. right, well, we're going to keep an eye on that well, one. Well, they is the one that was involved in it. If your daddy or your granddaddy was part of it. Was one of the lynchers. Was one of the lynchers, and, you know, yeah. you got a problem signing off on that shit. So. Yeah, maybe they were saying, well, anyway. you know, it wasn't really that hate. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. You hang him, and we moved on, and whatever, mm-hmm. you know. It was a ritual, okay? My goodness. You eat peanut butter, right? I mean, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What? Okay, well, speaking of, speaking of people being what? pissed off, did y'all hear this thing about Forever 21 and the Wakanda sweaters on the white models? Yeah, that was crazy. I'm like, I mean, this is another crazy one. I don't know if people are just being hypersensitive or if it is actually a conspiracy. Yeah. I don't know. Now, you know, of course, the saying Wakanda forever, right? Well, some people are saying they're canceling out Forever 21. Now, what they did recently is uh, they had a photo of a white model, this blonde, bl- blonde-haired, blue-eyed model guy, wearing a Black Panther sweater, you know, for, with the Wakanda Forever mm-hmm. on the sweater. And people were pissed because they were like, why couldn't you have a model of color to wear that sweater. I well, mean, where's this sweater at? I've never, I've Forever never seen 21. It's a store called Forever 21. I know what I'm just saying, but I've never seen the sweater myself. They're, they're selling it now. Yeah, it's they're online. advertising it online. Right. Uh-huh. They tweeted out the picture, like, get your Wakanda Forever sweaters. And people online, Twitter and whatnot, just went, like, totally berserk. Saying, you know, how are you going to put this blonde-eyed, you know. No, was this the real model or was it a mannequin? No, it's a model. real model. Okay. So this guy has on, you know, this Wakanda Forever sweater, and people are pissed, some people. Now, some people are saying, well, y'all need to remember that Stan Lee, who created Marvel and the comics and the the, the characters and all that, was a white man. So how are you going to trip because a white model has on a Wakanda sweater? Oh, they went there. Oh, yeah, they went there. And then other people are saying, but this is representing Wakanda, and you couldn't find one black model. To wear it. So, as you go back, Forever 21 got blasted um, a few years back when the new Compton, uh, what was that movie? Straight Out of Compton came out mm-hmm. with Ice T Sun. Mm-hmm. They had white models wearing Straight Out of Compton stuff. Sweaters that said Ice Cube, Straight Out of Compton, t shirts and whatnot. All white models again. And every time Forever 21 has gotten caught up in this kind of controversy, they come back and politely apologize and say, we didn't mean to offend, blah, blah, blah. So after people blew them up on Twitter about the Wakanda sweater, they took the picture down and just photographed the sweater just laying down flat so you could see the sweater with no model. But like I said, they did the same thing with the Compton, uh, city of Compton, N.W.A., they had white girls wearing these T-shirts with N.W.A. on it and all this kind of stuff, and folk were pissed then. Is this the same company that had the um, the, the little black, little African-American boy with the monkey thing on it? No, that was H&M that did that. Okay. Aren't they affiliated with each other? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
But, you know, Forever 21 came back, apologized, pulled it, you know, and photographed it without a model. Not a black model. They just said, all right, we'll do it with no model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they still sell it. <laughs> but they said, we take feedback and, and all this very seriously. And uh, with regards to the T-shirt, we've taken immediate action to remove it from the website. We sincerely apologize to anyone who was offended by the product. But they're still selling them. They just took the took it off the model. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of with Papa because oh really? Like, like he always says, they on they on do what they gonna do, and then and then take the backlash later. I mean that's that's what happens, but it's that's a, right. It's a, that's it's a, right. It could be a plus and a minus. That's right. Because everybody now is a big controversy. But the controversy I'll, always makes money. There you go. Always makes. I money. want the sweater now. I want the sweater. That's why I people mean, do. Like you said, copyright infringement because they yeah. make ten million dollars off yeah. copyright infringement, then yeah. they go to court yeah. and they pay out two million, but they made eight million profit on go. a steal. Well, can I just say that I saw a picture of the sweater? It is butt ugly. Is it it's really? Because it says it looks like like a, an ugly Christmas sweater with the words Wakanda Forever. It's going to have some kind of seal or something. 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 Yeah, but it looks like the background of it is like what they call ugly Christmas sweaters. Mm -hmm. It's To me, that's just my opinion, it is but ugly. I wouldn't buy it. I don't care what it says because it's an ugly sweater. Mm -hmm. But whoever designed it, they thought they were going to make money off of it. They they, they are. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that was the controversy around that. But, all right, it's hit it and quit it, so we're going to move on. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, folk are tripping over that. I know, stuff. but is is I bet you five dollars is making money. Oh, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. It's making Some plenty people of will buy it just so they can say, "Yeah, I got one." Yeah. Anyway, what else you got, Cal? Um, let me see. Let's see. Yeah. We got uh, is Disney trademark for Hakuna Matata? And that your people? Yeah, I love the Lion King. Okay. What, what are they doing to the Lion King? Oh, Lion King. Matata. It means no worries. Okay. More audience. For the rest of your day. Okay. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to mess with you. <laughs> oh, movie audiences in many parts of the world associate the Swahili phrase, Hakuna Matata. With Disney's 94 animated classic, The Lion King. Okay. Shelton Pala, who is of Zimbabwean, Zimbabwean heritage and based in Toronto, launched an online petition earlier this year calling on the Walt Disney Company to give up its trademark for Akuna Matana, calling it an assault on the Swahili people and Africa as a whole. Wow. Here's another one. So uh, apparently that means something. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, it means um. Me. So, so, yeah. So it is. So it has been used by um. Swahili speaking countries such as Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, and so on, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. He wrote, mm-hmm. "Disney can't be allowed to trademark something that it didn't invent." So more than 110,000 people had signed the petition. The petition was launched around the time Kenyan newspaper Business Daily published a November 25th article in which writer Kathy um, Puthia 
cited the Lion King, and um, especially specifically the the film's use of Akuna Matata as an example of the culture um, exploitation. Yeah, it's wow. a real phrase. It means like no troubles, no worries, everything is yeah. good. Kind of so thing. public records show that Disney first applied for the still active trademark in '94, the same year the Lion King debuted in theaters. So this means the company can potentially sue if the words Hakuna Patana appear on unauthorized clothing and products. So they're trying to get the rights of that particular uh, phrase. So a Disney's part of the Swahili language. How do you trademark somebody else's language? No, so a Disney spokesperson, let me finish the article, said that the company's registration for the Hukana Matata, which was filed in 94, has never and will not prevent individuals from using the phrase. Well, then why trademark it? If you're not going to go after anybody, if they use it, why would you even bother to trademark it? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So it says East Africans or whoever speaks Swahili worldwide are not restricted from using the phrase. So uh, the conversation on the Internet has been um, blowing up because of a misconception and misunderstanding around intellectual property law. The ethos behind intellectual property law in the various regiments of protection. Well, I mean, unless you're an attorney, most of right. us don't understand right. laws around intellectual properties. Right. But I'm still saying, how did Disney even have the balls to go and trademark or copyright language from another culture? It says they filed for it, but it didn't say they got it. But they, well, that's true. Okay. And has never went out for vengeance for you. Okay. Hmm. It says the company's registration for the Ukana Patata was filed in 94. They never did say that they received it. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. That is so strange. Well, I'm putting them on the kiss it list. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. No, they didn't go there. Mm-mm. Because I'm just feeling like at this point, you know, people like them mm-hmm. and uh, who's the other one? Forever 21, they mm-hmm. on the kiss it list. But why would they try to trademark something like that? I mean, because they have researchers, money. yeah, and people. They got money. Yeah. It's all about the money. Yeah, I know it is. Damn thing funny. Well, speaking of crazy stuff, I got one one last one for you. Uh, this guy Brian Colfage, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Colfage, Colfage, um, started a GoFundMe page to raise money for Trump's wall. Mm-hmm. On the southern border. Really? This guy is a Purple Heart recipient and a triple amputee. So he's a veteran. Triple amputee, okay? He started this uh, GoFundMe page to raise money from all the citizens of the United States and wherever to help build this wall. Now, you'll remember when Trump said when he was campaigning that Mexico was going to pay for this wall, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, he was ch- had people chanting it and everything. Then later on, he said, well, the U.S. will pay for it, but he's going to get Mexico to reimburse the United States government. And Mexico basically was like, yeah, you must be on that stuff because we're not paying for a mother-freaking thing. So then the GoFundMe page says,
says, now this is what the guy Brian Colfage has on his GoFundMe page. Mm-hmm. It says that if the 63 million people who voted for Trump each pledge $80, we can build the wall. Mm-hmm. That equates to roughly $5 billion. Even if we get half, that's half the wall. So far, the pledges are over $11 million from 184,000 donors. Now, he started this page on December 16th. Today's the 21st. They've already raised over $11 million Good. from people who said, yeah, I'll, I'll support, you know, paying for the wall. They're coming out the woodwork. That's how hardcore these Trump followers are. They're going to pay for it out of their own pockets. And after Trump and the other Republicans referred to the immigrants coming to America as an invasion, it seems that fear may be driving this type of response to build the wall no matter what. Oh, my God. Now, here's what Brian's page says, Mr. Colfage. He says that too many Americans have been murdered by illegal aliens and too many illegals are taking advantage of the United States taxpayers with no means of contributing to our society. Democrats are going to stall the project by any means, by every means possible, and play political games to ensure that Trump does not get his victory. They would rather see President Trump fail than to see America succeed. However, if we can fund a large portion of this wall, it'll jumpstart things and it'll be less money Trump has to secure from our politicians. It won't be easy, but it's our duty as citizens. This needs to be shared every single day by each of you on social media. We can do it. We can help Trump make America safe again. Okay, hmm. as I hmm. take his tongue out of Trump's ass. Yeah. Uh, so in less than two weeks now, he's raised over a million dollars, over $11 million, rather. And uh, the money's still rolling in. Yeah, well. So my question is, is this what our government... Well, you know, well, first of all, I mean... You know, I mean, that's a, if you're getting it from somewhere else, get it. Because, you know, sure don't need to get it from Americans because we definitely need to spend money on infrastructure and things like that. You, you're so worried about a wall, but the damn bridge you're driving across is falling apart. Mm-hmm. And things that you're doing every day in everyday society is, yeah. is going by Highways the wayside. Highways falling apart. The railroads need you know, work. It's, it's falling apart Bridges because everything, everything in this world has an expiration. Everything from milk to bread to cement, raw iron. Everything you everything you do in this world has an expiration. Cement is made out of a mixture of of, uh, of lime and and, and um, dust and water and and whatever goes involved in, in mixing cement and all that stuff. After about twenty years, twenty five years, whatever the stand power is, it goes back to its natural state. Mm-hmm. The water in it, the sand, the lime, all that stuff deteriorates. And these are things that when they made bridges, they poured tons and tons of it. So after 25, 30 years, this stuff is deteriorating. But you worried about talking like Trump, even sound like Trump. Anytime, I mean, I believe in a lot of things in life, you know. I believe in earth, wind, and fire. I believe in, you know, things like that. But there's no way I'm going to mimic anybody, anybody in the world of, you know, a, a person of the world 
so viciously. I mean, it's almost hypnotic with these people. The way they're following Trump is like hypnotic. It's, it is. I and never this knew guy that. doesn't even have a plan. But the sad part or, about it, you know, the scary part about it. What you need or whatever you do get, what's your plan But the scary forward? part about he it is that the eight years that Barack was president, all these people with this, this, this self-righteous attitude were laying dormant. Waiting for the great white hope to come along, a new great white hope to come along to free them from the restraints of uh, Barack's rift, the way Barack had such a, a rift on people. They Man, imagine them sitting back patiently waiting for, you know, the, the ability to be themselves again. Yeah, that's true. Wow, it's like I'm not going to shave until, you know, we win the World Series kind of shit. All right. Anyway. Well, that's the Hit It and Quit It headlines. If you want to join the conversation... The number is 914-803-4306. You can press 1 if you want to jump in. Tell us what you think. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and What's Poppin' on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. Do you have unruly children? Do they misbehave in school and get bad grades? Are timeouts completely ineffective? Are you scared to spank them because they might have you arrested? What they need is a new school where discipline is number one and education is secondary. What they need is... Whoop that ass academy. Here at the Whoop that ass academy. We don't have discipline problems. Know why? We're privately owned and we do what we want. And when kids get out of hand, we whoop that ass. Time out is for football games. When kids want to show off, we don't give them a time out. We just whoop that ass. We don't make a kid stand in the corner. That's by house plan. When one of our kids gets out of order, we snatch him out of that classroom and whoop that ass. Here at WTA Academy, we make sure they learn the basics of reading and writing, math and science. But above all else, they learn discipline. This is what will keep your kids out of jail. Make the world a better place. Sometimes you gotta whoop that ass. And we do. Here at WTA Academy, our motto is, we care enough to whoop that ass. They may not read and write too well, but they'll act like they've got sense. Because we whoop that ass. So bring your kids on down to whoop that ass academy. We'll get them straight. And we're back with the Pajama Party Show. I'm one of your hosts, Red Wine. I'm here with Cattle and Papa Didi. And let's see, we're about to go into Papa Didi's segment, What's Poppin'? I know he's got something he's been saving up all week long for, so he's about to launch into it. Uh, Papa Didi, you ready, for, you ready for us? I'm ready. All right, what's poppin' tonight? What's poppin' tonight? I'm going to talk about Michelle Obama. All right, I break know it that's down. I y'all girl and everything. Yeah, watch yourself. I'm not going to beat her up. Okay. I'm not going to beat her up. Just make sure. You know, lately I've been reading stuff on Michelle Obama, and I just want to focus on the coolness of uh, Barack, okay? And we always knew Michelle had her own ego and perspective, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Michelle's who she is, what have you. But I just think personally with this little tour that she's on with the book, and everybody's focusing on everything she's wearing. And she's throwing out swear words on stage, you know, and cursing and all that jazz. I just don't want her to get too much into the, the vibe of when you're making money. Because some of the tickets to see her is like astronomical, 2500 3000 and And being the fact that she's making money and hanging around money, she think everybody got money like her and they don't. They don't. The people that love her the most is the, really the ones that are the brokers. 
You know what I mean? And I saw something in Essence magazine the other day where they were talking about some boots she had on, some some glitter boots. And I think that they're examining her from head to toe, and people are putting out different things on that, and then she's living up to the hype and things like that. The one thing that you cannot do in life is believe your own hype, okay? Because hype is short-lived, okay? It's not, it don't last long. It's a fad. It's a, uh, it's, it's a small trend that don't, don't last long. And I just hope that, because see, in most cases when you're on a tour like that and things like that, you're not even in control of yourself. I don't know if you've ever been part of a movie set or part of a, um, uh, a production company where people are telling you where to stand, where to sit, how long to sit there. Okay, all right, when we exit, we're going to exit from the left side of the stage and put your stuff here and come over here. Like if you look at the awards show, you'll see that the people that come up, to, the little uh, interns that come up to hand people the envelopes and all that stuff, and they're directing people where to go once they get done their particular set. But they toddle those people around almost like a, a, a dog show. If you look at an award show, it's very similar to the kennel dog shows that comes on. Uh, when does that come on? Uh, Red Wine. When does that dog show come on? Uh, what holiday? Best in show. Best, it comes on Thanksgiving or one of the holidays it comes on. Yeah. I think it's Thanksgiving. Anyway, if you look at a, a, any show, the ESPYs or the Grammys, people, when they give out awards and all, they tell exit stage left, exit stage right. And, you know, you, you're toddled around. And right now... Michelle Michelle Obama's being toddled around by the agents and, and different people, production people, stage crews, this one, that one. Okay, when we come in stage, we're going to a stadium in, in, in Houston, Texas. Ex- come in from the right, exit from the left, ba, 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 ba. we're going to do 20 minutes there, going to do it, do it, then we're going to leave. Well, we need air, we're going to get on the bus, fly to the airport, go back to the airport, Fly to Cleveland. When we get to Cleveland, we're standing in Beverly Staffordshire. So she's being led. She's being led like a damn German shepherd. Okay? But what I don't want her to do, being the fact that your husband is so accomplished, I don't want that for, for, for Michelle to fall into a, a web of, uh, you know, just, just, just being overpowered by bullshit. You know what I mean? Because you're making money, but everybody's making money. The sad part about when you're on a tour making money, everybody around you is making money. And when you make a lot of money, like she's making right now, a lot of money falls through the cracks. A lot of corruption goes on. Your little intern living better than you. If Michelle Obama would go into her in, her intern's hotel room, she would be fucking shocked. Because the intern's living large. You hear me? Shocked. It's amazing. Anybody that's making big money, money falls through the cracks big time. I mean, Oprah probably loses about $10 million a year just by money that fell through the cracks. It's just like that when you got money. Money's just like weed. The more money you got, the more space you need to store it. Okay? Money stinks. Weed stinks. Money and weed are so, they're like first cousins. They really are. You got a bunch of money. If you go, if you, that's why people keep their money in like bonds and all kinds of different, uh, you know, different things, CDs and whatever. But, once you turn your money, you liquidate your money into cash. You can't liquidate your money in cash too much because you need somewhere to store it. You I mean most of your your basketball and baseball football stars, they may have a, some cash on hand. You know, people that are rich have cash on hand, 
But how much they got on hand? Maybe fifty thousand, a hundred thousand? Because money is just like weed. The more money you got, the more room you need to store it. Because you don't want to really get a bunch of hundred dollar bills. You want to get some twenties. That way you can walk around society normal, like you know. But like I said, it's just like weed. You got a bunch of money down in your basement. You're gonna smell money, and you're gonna smell weed. Weed is the same way. Weed is of an abundancy. You get four or five pounds of weed in your house. When you open your front door, people on your block gonna smell that shit. That's just the way weed is. It just, it just has its place. But getting back to Michelle, in closing, I just like to say to Michelle, look here. I know you're doing your thing. Your book is doing good. When you go to places, everybody loves you, the popularity and all that stuff. But do yourself a favor, young lady. You got to back down and get back into your husband's legacy. He was a president of the United States. Okay, make your money, make your bank, get rich as hell, but don't let nobody trip you up. Could you be surprised who's waiting to throw their leg out and trip your ass up and, and get you all messed up? And now you got to explain some shit you did. And now you got this and that. Well, yeah, I would love Brock, but that fucking Michelle, oh, my God, she fucked up. What about when she did this here? What about when she did all that money, didn't pay her taxes on this? Don't let that shit happen to you. You know what I mean? Because right now, that's where she's heading with all this hype, hype. It's got nothing to do with her, though. It's the people around you, the agents, the stage managers, all the people. You know Red Wine. Remember you went to Florida and did that thing with the production company with that little show you did? Oh, yeah. All the people telling you, stand left, turn right. Okay, when you leave off the stage, go to the left and take a video. Put your microphone on the right. Put your thing on there. Take off your hat. Go with the air. Go with the air. Yeah. What? It's a mess. It's a mess. And right now she's going through that. They're leaning around like a German shepherd. It's crazy. Anyway, so Michelle, be cool, girl. <laughs> we got you. Be cool. All right, Papa Dean. Be cool. That was Oh, yeah, she owns some glitter boots. They would look like the boots, some that like Elton John wore in Rocket Man. I forgot the designer's name, Balenci- not Balencia. It was uh, Balenci. Yeah. You ever seen the Rocket Man video with Elton John? Mm-hmm. Looked like those. Okay. Yeah, she was rocking those boots. Well, rocking them, but it became a spectacle. I mean, she wore them just, just whatever, but when she wore them, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, really. Don't don't please don't make a big deal on that. Sometimes the media don't push stuff. Yeah, she wasn't trying to say, "Look at my boots." Like I said, I have nothing against Barack. It's not Barack's. It's not her fault. Mm -hmm. It's just that you know, I just think she just shouldn't take it so serious. Remember, you got two daughters out there, you know. Mm -mm. All right. Since it's like a dog show, she gonna get a prize. No, I'm telling you, it's a mess. (laughs) Yeah, her prize is all that money she's making. The agent's doing better than you. Everybody's making money, not just her. Everybody. Well, she said that she gonna get a prize. I'm saying that's a prize. The agents, the the people, the the whole people, the production company, please. All right, we're gonna lighten it up a little bit. Okay, shall we take a break or keep going? It's up to you. All right, well let's keep it rolling. All right. Who's up on the uh, weird news first? Probably you. I, no, it is not. I'm on the fighters intern. I I got Trump, Trump, Trump tonight. Because that's your boy. This is a funny one. Business mocks Donald Trump by naming a blind, worm-like animal after him. (laughs) A London-based business specializing in sustainable building materials says it has paid $25,000 to name a newly discovered genus of worm-like amphibian after President Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. A viral build announced Tuesday that it would be using 
Mr. Moffis. I can't even pronounce oh the Moffis Donald Trump P or Pie <laughs> as the name for, for this uh particular uh creature. It's an amphibian with no legs and poor eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> The business says the name still will need to undergo peer review, but that another animals, uh, that other animals have been named after presidents in the past. Mm, mm, mm. So um, I can't even pronounce it. The um, Caselians is taken from the Latin Caseus, <laughs> meaning blind. The post says the animals can only see light and dark. Sounds that like sounds about right. Sounds oh, like a moon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Rainforest Trust announced the auction in November, saying it sells naming rights for newly discovered animals to raise money for conservation. So traditionally, naming privilege, uh, privileges have been given to scientists who discovered um, an animal, but the organization says it has been breaking with that tradition to raise money for 25 years. Okay. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so they gonna name it after him, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'm not mad at it. Okay, I got one from um <clears throat> ex NASA engineer. Mhm. Lord. All that glitters is not gold for package thieves if they run afoul of Mark Robert's booby trap device. Mm-hmm. Robert, who's a former NASA engineer who worked on the Curiosity rover, mm-hmm. put his smarts to a more earthly concern when he, to stop jerks who steal holiday package deliveries. So he's, he's talking about those porch thieves. Mm-hmm. Robert, who himself is a victim of porch thieves, spent six months developing a baited box that blasts glitter and fart spray mm. on would-be thieves when they opened the box. The device also takes cell phone video of the culprit and uploads the footage to the cloud that wow. can be tracked by GPS. <laughs> what? Very he's good. He's an engineer. The man knows what he's doing. The uh, viral video, I mean, the video went viral on YouTube. He posted Monday. Mm. It covers the development of his clever boxes of whoop-ass. But the best part is watching them detonate on real suspects. Because mm. all this stuff is in the cloud. He put it on YouTube. Wow. And it said the most common reaction is, what the beep? When the criminal opens the box thinking, all right, we stole something. Let's see what we got. Mm. They open the box and they get glitter and fart smell coming out. Mm. <laughs> the moral of the story is just don't take people's stuff, Robert mm. said. Mm-hmm. Not only is it not cool, but on the plus side, you'll never find yourself in this situation. Right. Other ticked-off victims have used glitter-loaded theft deterrents, but the high-tech touches Robert unleashed on these Grinches is a must-see. Mm. So if you want to see the video of people getting glitter-bombed and fart-sprayed, mm-hmm. look up this guy's name. What is it? Uh, his name is Mark Robert, R-O-B-E-R. Look him up on YouTube, and you can see the videos of people getting caught mm-hmm. opening up these packages. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Some folks just got to learn the hard way, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's a show right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right. What else we got in the weird news, Papa? I got this Montana man uh, shoots a guy he thinks is Bigfoot. Now, I don't, you know, this, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> really? So isn't, Bigfoot isn't, is real? Isn't Bigfoot an illusional situation? Supposed to be a it definitely is. Don't fun. don't even go there. I mean, nobody's ever seen it. This is a true. This is a truth radio show. Bigfoot is an illusion. It's a well, myth. I'll just say I've never seen him. Bigfoot hangs out with Santa Claus. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. no, 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 no pun intended to the children of the world that believe in Santa Claus. Anyway, a Montana man who thought he was shooting at Bigfoot on Sunday ended up making a big mistake. Okay, this this. The supposed Satchwatch was actually a fellow human setting up targets to shoot in a forest area near Helena. What? Okay. So it wasn't Satchwatch. The 27-year-old victim narrowly avoided death when one bullet hit three feet to his left. Another Mm. bullet whizzed by him on the right, according to the, um, Mm -mm. the Idaho State Police. Mm-hmm. Police say the victim tried to avoid more gunfire by running into the trees before he was able to uh, confront his shooter, wow. a man in a black Ford F-150. We know what that was. <laughs> you know what F-150s belong to. Yahoo! Anyway, yeah, you're right. Okay, the alleged shooter reported, reportedly told the victim, I thought you were Bigfoot, you know, Shashwatch. <laughs> Mythical shit. You believe it? Okay. <laughs> Lewis and Clark County uh, sheriffs told they told the, pe- the paper that uh, this gentleman has sadly does not understand the difference between factual and and uh, fictional, fictional and non-fictional. <laughs> Delusional. And he thought he was shooting at Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like an excuse to just be shooting at folks. I think so. The man was just delusional. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. So what else happened, Papa? They said it seemed like the uh, non-emotional approach of uh, to something that was extremely serious that the, uh, the the alleged suspect projected to the TV station when he was interviewed on TV. He, he said, well, he, he looked like Bigfoot to me. I mean, well, how do you look like Bigfoot? <laughs> The guy wasn't hairy. You know the projection that he make a Bigfoot? The guy looked nothing like that. Yeah. I said the audio police. Like seven feet tall and covered with hair and big feet. That man delusional. The alleged victim uh, told dispatcher the incident occurred Sunday, but he didn't report it until Monday, saying he didn't think it was necessary, according to Helena Independent Record. In addition, the man was not able to provide a uh, description of the alleged shooter or a license plate number from his truck. Mm. Okay, deputies have found have not found a vehicle matching description, but Dayton um, told the Idaho uh, State Police that a woman had come forward saying that uh, she too has been shot at by a man in a black F one hundred and fifty. Okay. What's the What's the man's name? They didn't They didn't say. Uh no, they didn't. On, okay. They didn't. Put him on. A- they don't even have him yet. He's still at large. So the F-150 shooter is still it's out just there. It's F-150 and a black F-150 shooting the people claiming he's a, he's, he's a Satchwatch or Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. That's why it's the weird news. Mm. Wait, is this in Idaho, you said? Idaho. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay out of Idaho. Stay on the west, I mean on the east coast. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, that's the weird news for tonight. It was weird. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick CC break, and then we're coming back with uh, moi, and I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call tonight, 914-803-4306. You can press 1 if you want to jump in and say something. Uh, and we're going to take a break and come right back. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Why, darling? I just got back from the Riviera. Mm. The weather was lovely. I bet it was. Yes, it was. Shout out to Pierre. Bonsoir, darling. (laughs) 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 Anyway, it's time for I'm Just Saying. Mm. And tonight my topic is they're slippery. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about slippery. We're going to talk about your boy. Oh, boy. I can't help it. I got to. Uh Uh-oh. Go for it. It's another week and yet another headline in the parade of investigations into Trump, his family, and his businesses. This time, it's the Trump's foundation turn. After being used by Trump as a personal slush fund to settle legal disputes, buy life-size paintings of himself, and engage in campaign publicity stunts in Iowa, the Trump Foundation is now being dissolved. Its remaining funds uh, allegedly are being distributed to nonprofit organizations under judicial supervision, according to an agreement with the New York Attorney General's office, which has been investigating the same foundation for years. So that just goes to show you how slippery folks are, because they've been investigating them for years, but you haven't done anything. You haven't been able to nail anything on them, pin anything on them or bust them. Now, even though the foundation's being dissolved, the New York Attorney General lawsuit against the foundation is going to continue. They are seeking $2.8 million in restitution and penalties, and they want to ban Trump and all of his kids from serving on any board of any other nonprofit organization. Because of the way that they mishandled and mangled and did illegal bullcrap on the board of the Trump Foundation. I'm just saying, you got to watch them because they're slippery. They're slippery, I'm trying to tell you. And first, there's the restitution that has to be paid. New York is seeking refunds for people who donated money that was mishandled by the Trump Foundation. And that would be similar to the New York uh, Attorney General settlement from the Trump University. Remember that debacle Mm -hmm. in 2017. Now, in that time when that happened with the university, $25 million was returned to students that were defrauded. The $2.8 million that New York uh, State is now seeking would be paid 
by Trump and his three eldest children that were personally named as defendants in the case. Now, even though the foundation is being dissolved, any liability that remains would have to be shouldered by the Trumps alone. So I'm just saying, you got to watch them because they're slippery. You know, they say that now, but wait and see whether or not they actually have to end up paying anything. Okay, so second now, you got the personal ban on Donald, Ivanka, Don Jr., and Eric from serving on any other nonprofit boards from any other nonprofit organizations. In order to get that to happen, the Attorney General has to show that each of the Trumps was individually responsible for the Foundation's misdeeds. They were on the board of the foundation, so there's questions as to what they knew, who knew what, who did what, etc. Third, you've got the matter of this fifth member of this Trump Foundation board, this guy Alan Weiselberg, or Weaselberg, probably Weasel, so I'm going to say Weaselberg. He was the CFO, Chief Financial Officer for the Trump Foundation. Now, if you're the CFO, you know what's going on with the money. You got to write checks. You got to sign off on stuff. You can't play ignorant to this stuff. Now, in August, Weaselberg received an immunity deal from federal prosecutors in the Michael Cohen investigation. So that just shows you how slippery they are. And I'm saying, why did you need immunity in the investigation in the Cohen? If you weren't dirty, you wouldn't need immunity. I'm telling you, they're slippery. I'm just saying. Now, Weaselberg was there to sign checks with the foundation checkbook. He was one of the five signatories for all the bank bank accounts for Trump-related stuff. And he was there in case Trump wanted to start handing out checks on the spot. So he was there to sign the checks. So Weaselberg is right in the middle of all the bullcrap. The foundation was illegally using its 501c3 nonprofit status to channel money for the purpose of benefiting Trump's presidential campaign. I'm just saying, they're slippery. (laughs) They are slippery. On Wednesday of this week, Trump tweeted in defense of the alleged great work his foundation has done, and he went after the attorney general's office in New York talking about you need to be looking at the corrupt Clinton Foundation. Man, please, you are as slippery as an eel, and as soon as the heat comes on you, you start talking about Clinton again. Or Barack. Or Barack. You go back and forth, whichever one comes to mind first. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is that for all that stuff he's been talking, they are coming after him in various ways, and right now the New York Attorney General is coming after this foundation bull bull crap that they've been doing. Mm -hmm. And all I'm saying is that the scandals keep coming, but he keeps grinning and keeps on lying. You know why? Because they're slippery. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. They're slippery. You got to watch them. They're slippery when they're wet or dry. That's all I'm saying. Better watch them. Because they're slippery. That was good. They got a lot of mess with them. Yeah, they do. I mean, they come up with some stuff that most of us would never even think of think trying. About. We ain't think about. And they got this mess going for years. 
And when they get caught, they just switch gears and make, try to divert. It's like, oh, don't look at my left hand. Look at my right hand. Look at this. Look at this. I'm doing tricks. But I see your boy came out the woodwork. Which one? Eddie Massa. Oh. Hmm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been hiding for a while. He sure has. He has been quiet as a church mouse. And he just is probably the most slippery Ryan, one. your boy Eddie Munster. Mm-hmm. He's leaving. Yeah, yeah I'm not I'm saying he's, he's been, been quiet. quiet. Yeah, I agree. I think the president called him in for a meeting or something, and he came out publicly talking about. I don't even know what he's talking about. I think he's gonna. He, he's when he goes back to uh, where's he from? Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere I'm sure in the middle. He's gonna run for governor or something. Probably so. Well, so he, he can run for probably president so. probably sometime down the line. Mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. what that is. All yeah. right. Uh, living for the city. What yeah, you got for us tonight, Bob? Um, slide right into that? Yeah, slide right into it. Why don't you slide? Mm-mm. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry having a flashback. Mm-hmm. Shut your butt, Cal. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you got, Papa? You know, it was very ironic that you said that about uh, Trump and the slippery and slimy and stuff. But the one thing I want to focus on with Trump is, is how old he is. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. First of all, Trump is seventy-two years old. Okay. Now, I know that he has great doctors and everybody taking care of him, whatever. But one thing the man has to realize is that he's not fifty. Okay. He's not fifty. He's seventy-two. And the one thing about life, we never know when we, when we wake up what's gonna what's gonna happen. I mean, you got. Jesse Jackson right now, he's dealing with some Parkinson's disease. You know, he's got things going on with him and and things like that. Everybody's dealing with something. Everybody's got something. You know, as you get older, you know, the, the especially different being a man, you know, there's so many things that you have to contend with, you know. And one, one main factor is the prostate and things of this nature, you know, and that stuff is very prevalent. It's just there. So you reach a certain age there. And with Trump, he's dealing with the hair situation. <laughs> People say he's using all kinds of different chemicals and and stuff to keep his complexion right. And he's a man has been vain for a long time. He's always thought he was a... He's been run up in women his whole, his whole career. So, when you've been run up in women for a long time, you really think that you are God's gift, you know? So now that he's lost his little dark hair and all the rest of the stuff he got going on, and his hair is of a certain color going in nine different directions. It's got to be pretty difficult. I'm sure he has a hairstylist that, that freezes it and sprays stuff on it and mousses it up. And, you know, I'm sure that when he wakes up in the morning before he steps out in society, somebody's got him in a chair for maybe a couple hours just styling his hair the way he wears it. And uh, then you got, you know, Alec Baldwin on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> just... <laughs> Flips the script. Clowning him. He flips the script yeah. on all that. So when Trump gets done with his hair grooming and then to see Alec Baldwin on Saturday Night Live, Trump has got to be completely pissed off at that skit. Well, sure. Because, man, Trump, the way he holds his mouth and everything, and it's, just, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But I'm saying all that to say that in life, as you reach a certain age, because I, I do I, I do believe that nowadays with technology and medical uh, research and medical marvels, I think that when you reach 70 years old, that's when you actually have become a senior citizen. 
You know, 70 years old is a year. 50s, you still you still doing your thing. You still going around doing your thing. You know, 60, you still doing your thing in some respect. But when you get to 70, man, it's time to put the fucking brakes on and be like, yo, I need to go to the doctor regularly. Okay? You need to do things regularly. You got to regulate what you got going on. When you're seven years old, you got your little pills stacked up, you know, your little Monday through Sunday through Monday little stack of stuff. You got your reading glasses, you know, things that come along with age, you know. Those are the big, two biggest sellers. If you want to work at a flea market, you want big sellers. If you work in a flea market where a lot of seniors frequent, if you're doing that at a senior facility, the two biggest products you can sell is pill holders and reading glasses. Wow. And you will make a fortune. <laughs> I'm not saying that as a joke. We're it's doing. just a reality. It's a reality. But, um, but getting back to Trump, Trump is 72 years old. And as slick as he think he is, I mean, hell, we talk about Tom Brady being washed up at 41 trying to be a quarterback. But how long do you think that that's going to last with him? And I'm not wishing no bad, bad luck on him. I wish the man lives to be 150 years old. Help his help last his peppers. I'm not saying this. Don't get me wrong. I'm not wishing no bad luck on him. He's a jerk off and an asshole, but I'm not wishing no bad health on him, not on anybody, because it could be reversed and come back on my ass. So I would never do that to him. But I'm just saying, at 72 years old, stop talking so so vigilant and so arrogant and so aggressive because you're 72 fucking years old, man. In five years, you'll be 77. You know, and the only person that can live without being tarnished is, is uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is the only person I know is going to live to be 150. Okay? Probably because he's a lot of peanuts. But anyway, <laughs> Trump just needs to watch all the attitude he has because once you have attitude and rebelliousness and things like that, that plays on your heart. And always remember that your heart is the strongest valve in your body. Everything that happens to you in your life, your heart always tries to compensate for what's going on. Your lungs start going bad, your heart beats faster in order to maintain the pace of your lungs or the lack of pace of your lungs. Or anything you got going on. Anything you got going on, your heart is always there to compensate what's going on. Your heart is almost like a Range Rover. Range Rovers are designed to get you home at night. So if you're low on gas or you're low on some type of thing, the Range Rover will dim your light. It will, that car is almost like a damn robot. It will do. It will cut the heat off just to get you to your destination. It's amazing. The Range Rover is crazy. But anyway, just getting back to what I'm saying, that um, Trump, watch your age, man. You're 72 years old, man, and you really, you're talking like you're, you're you know, you're, you're 50. You ain't 50. And your children, without you, they're not going to know what to do. I always said that if something, God forbid, ever happens to Trump, that whole Trump empire is going to, they're going to just split like an apple pie and eight pieces and everybody going to go their separate ways. I really believe that's what's going to happen because they have no validity right now and everything is all blown out of proportion. So Trump, be cool, my brother. You're 70-something years old, man. You're not 50 no more. So, you know, take your little orange stuff for your, for your complexion, your little stuff for your hair. And whatever you do to keep yourself looking, you know, because Alec Baldwin got you down. <laughs> that stuff is a mess. Anyway, I God think. bless you, Trump. Mm. But be cool, my brother. You're seventy-something years old, man. Stop, stop acting like you, you know, you're gonna be on forever. You don't know. <laughs> okay. Hey. Mm.
That's red wine's boy. That's your boy. That's Kettle's boy. This must yeah, be a Trump bill tonight, boy. Hey, yeah, what well, can we do? They're all over everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, anytime your Secretary of Defense leaves, like I said, in football, your defensive coordinator leaves. What are you going to do? You don't know what to do now with your defense. What are you going to do with your defense when your defensive coordinator leaves? Mm-hmm. Now, who's running the country now? Gonna lose. Oh, we just lost happen. our secretary of defense. Defense. Offense can't win by the way. Was he third man in line? He's the, he's the man. He's, he's in charge of all the defenses. He's leaving. He's like, I can't take this and shit. And so Trump, he has to find somebody new. He's going to find yeah. somebody new. Don't know jack about Syria. They don't know jack. Because, you know, he's going to probably get somebody that don't know nothing. He's going to get his boy from Hoboken that huh. works in the pharmacy. Oh, Pharmacists in Hoboken. Now he might well, get we're going to talk hey. about it over yeah. the break, and we're coming right back. Give us a call, 914-803-4306. Mm-hmm. We're coming right back in just uh, about a minute mm-hmm. with Kettle and the Hollywood Wrap-Up. So don't You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the pajama party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Oh, <laughs> no bonsoir. Bonsoir. Go figure. Pierre. Mm-mm. Hello, Pierre. Knocking my bottom out. Oh. All righty. Let the haters hate. All right. All right. Let's take it to the West Coast. What's happening, Kevin? Well, Wendy Williams, she's always talking about everybody else. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going to talk about Wendy Williams for Uh oh. What'd she do? What'd she do? Well, she do? tell it. Tell it. Her health concerns. On Thursday, episode of Wendy, she's 54 years old. Host looked visibly uncomfortable and at times had trouble speaking, oh. causing many fans to question her well-being. Two days ago, Wendy revealed she had a fractured um, her shoulder in an undisclosed accident, uh-huh. but insisted she was on the mend and not in the need of surgery. So she goes on to say, I have a hairline fracture on my upper arm, which hurts like hell. I've never broken a bone or experienced a fracture in my life. I don't believe that, but anyway. Mm-hmm. And the key place where the fracture is and trying to scurry around and do too much, I am now paying the price. So she goes on to say, I am, um, I really do ride or die for my craft and give 200%. I promise you a better Wendy in 2019. Okay. So she was on pain medication. Oh, so that's, that's why she was talking crazy. Right. She was... She couldn't hardly speak or her speech was slurred and some other things. Why would she even go on the air? Never she mind. probably popped that uh, pain pill and, and thought she'd be all right. right. Yeah. But, you know, previously um, she was diagnosed with Graves' disease 
one when she oh, fell. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, when she fell um, one time. She had that, it was around October. She had a costume on the um, oh, Statue of Liberty Oh, I did video from yeah. that when she fainted or yeah. something passed fainted, out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were like, wow. So um, they said in February she took three weeks uh, break. That was to focus on her health and, and everything. That was when she had that um, falling mm-hmm. out. So, yeah, so. But I... I'm quite sure they, they do the grind, and she's probably there eight to ten hours a day, and they push, push, push her because it is the quote-unquote Wendy Williams show. So, like, you know. I didn't know she had Grace Z. Yeah. I, I thought those big boobs finally overpowered her, and she fell out or fell over. Hey, uh-huh. I, that's what I thought. I didn't know. I didn't know it was a medical reason. I'm going on to other news. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cannon dishes on Kevin Hart's Oscar drama and the relationship advice he gave. Um, he was talking to a, a host. He was, um, he was matter of fact, he was on the Wendy Williams show. Okay. He said, last week, uh, Hart stepped down from um, the hosting the 2019 Oscars. Everybody knows that. After fans called him out for attempting to discreetly delete past homophobic tweets. Less than 24 hours later, Canyon called out Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, and um, Chelsea Handler for also posting homophobic comments on social media in the past. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to say, honestly, I know how much it meant to him, and I had to stand up for my best friend and just to show the uh, selective outrage and hypocrisy that's out there. Mm-hmm. The former um, America's Got Talent host claimed Hart learned from his mistakes and has apologized from them. Cannon then said the moment should have served as a learning opportunity. Okay. But he stepped down, but like you said, they may call him in the past. You know, uh, you know, yeah. call him, you know, again. Whatever. So, you know. I doubt it. We know who runs Hollywood. Well. Just because you say I'm sorry doesn't mean it's forgiven. Well. <laughs> anyway. Um, now, this is new to me. Tamar Braxton accuses family members of molesting her as a child. What? Tamar Braxton has accused family members of molesting her as a child. The topic um, came up, here we go, on the Wendy Williams show again. <laughs> Interviewed her about some alleged family drama. The host asked her about a meeting Braxton and her sisters had with inspirational speaker Ayana Van Zant, which ended with Braxton walking out of the room and calling Van Zant the devil. What? She goes on to say, I've been battling myself on whether or not I want to say really what happened or not because everyone wants you to be political. So, but I am Tamar and I'm real, you know. Mm-hmm. Not Tamar Shaji talks. Uh, the singer then revealed a lot of things happened during her childhood that um, she was too afraid to talk about and too ashamed. Wow. But the truth of the matter is that I have been molested, you know, by both sides of my family. She goes on to say, and it's nothing um, I ever talked about, and I never thought that I would sit around the table with Iana and talk about it. Wow. Mm. Yep. Braxton did not um, name any um, family members. Wait a minute. Who did she call the devil? Ayana? Yeah. Okay. I guess she was pulling stuff out of her. I guess she didn't want to reveal those things. Hey, you the devil. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Tamar is, She'll cut you up and spit you out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, also, a few movies that are coming out this weekend. Um, Aquaman. Um, kind of mixed reviews on that. Uh, Jason 
Momoa. That's uh, uh, what's the young lady's um? Oh, Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet's husband. Yeah. Current husband. Uh, Mary Poppins uh, with um, Emily Blunt and uh, your boy Lynn Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh yeah. He's in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, also from Bumble. Hamilton. Yeah, from Hamilton. Also Bumblebee. Um, John. Oh, Sarah, the restaurant actor. Um, he's in that. And if Bill Street could talk with Regina King and uh, Michael Beach, uh, Michael Beach from um, Soul Food. Oh, okay. Um, they said she's up for Oscar now. Really, Regina King? Yeah, good. Nominated. Yeah. So we'll see. I would like to see that movie. Yep. Um, also, I heard that Cicely Tyson just celebrated her ninety third, ninety fourth, ninety third, ninety fourth, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Just celebrated her birthday. So happy birthday to Cicely Tyson. Okay. You are the queen supreme. I know that's my girl. Yes, indeed. One of my favorite act, famous actress. Certainly is. Yep. All right. All right. Well, thank you. You know, one thing I want to say too, while we're on the Hollywood scene, I guess as far as television. Mm -hmm. I was watching The View the other day. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't The View uh, Joy Bayard. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a mess. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to. I used to to try to respect her based on her. Her her liberal views uh-huh. and making jokes about stuff, but man, I tell you what, she showed an empty side of her that was so obvious that it wasn't even funny. They were first they were talking about your favorite Christmas song. It was going around the table, mm-hmm. and the young lady on there named uh, what's the black lady's name? Sunny. Uh, Sunny. Sunny mm-hmm. said her favorite song was "This Christmas." You know, you know, hang all the mistletoe. I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to get mm-hmm. to know you better. And Joy didn't know that didn't know that song. Okay, I guess she's been hanging out in Whitesville so long, damn long. Actually, she don't know her asthma on the ground. But anyway, Sonny was kind of perturbed that Joy tried to because Joy was hosting Whoopi had went away to that movie, mm-hmm. so Joy was running things. So Joy played Sonny off like to say, "This friend, what is that? I never heard that before." And Sonny went there. She went to the audience and said, has anybody in this audience heard a song this Christmas? And the audience was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So made, which made Joy feel that fucking little, little mm-hmm. hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when it came back, Joy had said something else that was so off the beaten path because they were talking about Kevin Hart with the whole thing you were saying mm-hmm. on the um, Oscars. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, well, Kevin Hart did say something about it, but I just want to praise, and she was talking about the other girls, uh, Schumer. Uh-huh, Amy and, Schumer. And uh, the one that that played the uh, the girl was the governor of Alaska. What's her name? Oh, Sarah, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Are you serious? She said, the one, not Sarah Palin, but the one that played her. What was her name? Oh, uh, oh gosh, from SNL. From what SNL, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. she's yeah. praising her and she's praising Schumer, saying, that's why my two girlfriends, such, such, and such, such, they're all about the, the gay community. They're all about this. Uh, and, and I'm saying, and then, 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 then Sonny said, Wait a minute! I've heard Schumer say things about the gay community and her comedy, and, and I'm telling you that day, boy, between between Sunny and and Joy, boy, Sunny was pissed so, off Sunny at Joy. Joy, Joy showed that she was a typical 
white woman that knew her ass from a hole in the ground, got her little luxury-ass apartment on the east side of New York, making fat-ass money on that show, but she is so fucking close-minded. I'm telling you, I'll put, I'll put her ass on blast but, and on but the kiss But she could be just too far removed. She's like removed said, from she's everything, but she thinks she's so hip because she thinks she's, she's an old Jewish woman yeah. and her, she, cause she, her hair is fucking red because she's got nine pounds of fucking dye in there, okay? <laughs> and then she sits there like, <laughs> and then she makes a little joke. <laughs> like everything she said, like her little joke is funny <laughs> and she's a has-been. If she wasn't on that show, she would be in the, please, you'd be visiting her in, in, a, in a fucking nursing home. Anyway, I just want to put that out there and put her ass on a kiss list. What's right. her name? Joy Behar? Joy Behar. Yeah, yep. write her ass down in capital letters. Okay. Kiss it list. Mm-mm. She's a mess. All right, well, we'll add her to the kiss it list. And speaking of which, if anybody wants to add anybody to the kiss it list, now's the time to give us a call. 914-803-4306. Press one. If you have anybody you want to put on the kiss list. Anybody piss you off over last week or so? Give us a call. We're going to call them out in a little bit. Give uh, us their last name and their social security number. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let me uh, get to this cocktail of the week. Cocktail of the week. What you got, Kevin? I've been trying to get to this kiss list early. Uh, Bluebird lemonade. Yeah. We have two ounces of gin. Hey, why not do two and a half? But two ounces. <laughs> one ounce. One ounce of uh, blueberry simple syrup, one ounce of lemon juice, and a club soda. Top it off. So in a shaker, add all but the soda. Strain, pour over ice, over fresh ice. Oh, got to be fresh ice. In a glass <laughs> and top with club soda. <laughs> so that's a blueberry lemonade. Two ounces of gin, or two and a half if you're alky. One ounce <laughs> of blueberry simple syrup, one ounce of lemon juice. Hey, and hey, hey, hey. Club soda. <laughs> <laughs> and this will be on our website. And then what's it called again? The Blueberry Lemonade. Yeah. Sounds scrumptious. Tasty, tasty, tasty. Okay. All right, Papa, what's the kissing list? Kissing list. The kissing mm-hmm. list is a list that if you piss at somebody for what they did, oh. how they did it, oh. why they did it, you're on the kissing okay. list. Like mm-hmm. I said, Joy Bayard. Number one, huh? Number All one. All right. Well, she pissed me off. Okay. First, she dissed Kevin Hart. Then she went in with the other two girls, and, and she ain't know nothing about this Christmas. One of the most popular songs going. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw that. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, so I want to add Weiselberg that works with the Trump Foundation. Uh huh. He trying to act like he doesn't know this and that. Why did you have to get immunity in the Cohen investigation? You just as slippery as the rest of them. Oh, mm-hmm. So put him on the kiss it list. This uh, I, I see the um, Pope he called out a lot of them. 690 predator priests still out there. Are they on the kiss it list? Oh yeah. Um, Bryant um, Kofich, who started the GoFundMe page to raise money to build Trump's wall. My yes, Lord, put yeah. him on the kiss That's list. Crazy. So who gets that money? How's that money gonna be destroyed? That's what I'm saying. He That's... doesn't have a plan. Wow. He just put the page out there. People so. Now, you know, if he started and $11 million is in it, look how antsy he's starting to get. Oh, yeah. Because you can't just write a check or just give money to a government. I mean, who are you going to give it to? Are you going to write it out to Trump? Probably Trump's so. going to be like, ain't Are you me. kidding me? Uh-uh. He's going to be down in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, okay. um, Trump <laughs> blaming the federal government shutdown on the Democrats after the saying Democrats. he would own it last week. Last week he said, I'll own, I, uh, I'll own the shutdown. But now... Hey, 
Forever 21 for being busted about the uh, racially insensitive. Racist! On the Wakanda mess. Uh, Huntington Bank in Cleveland for calling cops on black man that was just trying to cash his $1,000 paycheck. Yeah. Him of having a fake check. They they said, oh, the lady, the the person in the bank manager or whatever decided, oh, this could be a fake check. I'm going to call the police. They said, no, we can't cash it. He had the proper ID. He did everything he was supposed to do. Right. It was his first paycheck with this particular job. He went to cash his check, and they were acting stupid, so they called the cops. So when they wouldn't cash his check, he said, all right, I'll just go to another whatever. Right. He left, and when he was about to get in his car, the 5-0 rolled up. They want to handcuff him and detain him, took him in while this was being sorted out. Mm-hmm. And then the, took bank the bank took him down to the precinct. And then once the bank could verify that that was his actual paycheck from his employer, mm-hmm. then they were like, oh, it was all a misunderstanding. I was so bank. sorry. I was sued the bank. Like yeah. so they called, they called probably the company. The company said, "What's his name?" To say, "All right, what's the check number?" Well, let me tell you the check number: four two five seven nine. Yeah, well, yeah, we issued that check to him. What is the problem? Oh, oh, uh, uh, the, uh, yeah. we were. Uh, uh, Apparently, when they tried to call the first time, they right, didn't they get anybody or didn't whatever. So they just assumed because they had had previous people try to cash checks that That's were crap. checks. Well, why didn't you but let why? the man leave? Well, right. first of all, how you gonna, why are you going to blame him? You know why would you use that, that lie of fictitious previous? That's, you know, their, that's their alibi. That's right? like a black person. Well, we've had some people come in with, with checks that were, yeah, you okay. know, invalid. But if you call and, and so that's why we figured, oh, this looks like another one, and they right. call the police. Right. That's so stupid. But that's, that's the problem with things. People can't take care of their own business. Um, also, people tripping on whether the live-action Landon's genie played by Will Smith should be blue like the cart- cartoon That's another car- cartoon version. Off a, you know, oh, they're doing God. a live-action version of Aladdin. Uh-huh. And should people are saying, blue? well, he should be blue because when he was on the cover of a magazine, uh-huh. he looked like himself but with a mohawk kind of hairdo uh-huh. with the two people who were playing Jasmine right. and Aladdin. And he's playing the genie. Right. But this is live action, so no, he's not going to be blue like the cartoon. And people are pissed, like Forever 21. They're crazy. They're tripping. They crazy. So he finally came back. What do you mean he should be? Is he supposed to be sitting food coloring and then? I guess. But well, see, if he if he, if he turns blue, then they're going to say, oh, he's doing the blackface crap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's doing oh, he can't, we can't win for losing. Well, Will came back later and said, oh, I will be blue. But when the genie takes on human form, this is what he looks like, right. like the picture it was on the magazine. Right. And I'm like, now, is that for real, or are you just trying to appease these idiots? Probably so. <laughs> Who knows? Um, they need to get a life. Also, Monterey Bay Aquarium, for referring to a fat otter as thief? Thick. Oh, thick. You know how, then how apologize black people black refer to a curvy from. black woman as saying, oh, she's thick. Right. These people at this aquarium called this heavyset otter posted on Twitter, she thick. Like like they black talk about Oh, oh she's God. thick. Like you know, why are you using what do we call black vernacular to refer to this otter? So of course black people clapped back and said, What the freak? Why are you calling this otter thick? What's that about? 
So then they came back like them daggone forever 21. Oh, we're so sorry. Oh. We didn't mean to be offensive. We were just trying to be comedic and just taking it lightly. But we comedic were, oh, black oh, we're so very sorry. Oh, we didn't mean it like that. And like, also, please. And also Disney for that Kuma Katata whatever. Uh, that anybody else? That's it. You got anybody, Pop? I got red wine. Yeah, okay, okay. I got Papa Didi. Uh-oh. <laughs> I ain't in this one. <laughs> Did you add cattle? He had your name on this one. I striped it up. What we got for him? Wait a minute. Can I say Trump one more time? Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah, all of that. Um, oh, got, oh, the um, the F-150 black truck shooter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shooting people talking about I thought it was Sasquatch. Can't forget that. Yeah, we got a special prize for everybody on the kiss. And listen here. Kiss my in John Party and one of your Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bam. 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 Damn. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, send your applications in. <laughs> your resumes. Papa Didi's job. Your resumes and all. It is time for the last word. I'll put him first. Yeah, what's your last word, Papa Didi? What you got for us? My, my last word, first of all, is uh, peace and love to everyone. And Michelle Obama, if you hear me out there, go, mm-hmm. be cool. I ain't hating on you, but be cool. Don't let don't let society take you over. But you and Barack and them two children were doing well. Don't let the world, you know, make you think you're too cute, honey. Don't believe the hype. Now just make your money and get out. Get in and get out. Remember all those singers from Motel that it, died broken and died crazy because they were on the road messing around their wives and everything else. So get get your ass back home and then, you know, your business, make your money, get back home. Don't let society take you over. Anyway, my last word is: I just want to know where I can get those boots that Michelle was oh, wearing. Because we those boots were buying and giving me life. I just want those boots. It's I just guess boots for guys. I, I, I want those. Those boots were life giving. I guess she showed off because she was, uh, had to go see Sarah uh, Jessica Parker. Yes, Lord. Yeah. I just need to have those life giving boots. But my last word is, it looks like the federal government is going to be shut down wow. as of 12.01 a.m. Oh, my God. We'll be checking the news to verify, you know, what's up. But if that's the case, people, if you work for the federal government, please don't go out tomorrow and spend money that you don't know for sure that you got. Mm. You know, if this holiday is supposed to be about love and family, it's not about things. Don't make it about things. Yeah. Don't go out and spend money that you don't have, and then your lights will be off in two, three weeks if this thing goes beyond the weekend. 
Okay, so let's just, you know, be wise, be smart. That's right. You know, your family knows you love them. You don't have to feel like you got to go spend $500 on everybody just to show you love them. Give people things that they need, some drawers, some socks. I'm just saying, you know, let's not go overboard with the holiday, okay? Mm -hmm. So... That that's my last word, and uh, Michelle, I, I need to know where you got those boots. Girl. I know, that's oh, right. here we go. All right, over to you, Kim. Um, first of all, happy holidays. Have a safe holiday. Also, um, what Red Wine said about family: stay close to family and spend time with family. Not go out there and buy every day on gift that's on the shelf and pushing and shoving and. Uh, remember the uh, cabbage patch craze and oh, yeah. all these other different crazes we I had like in the aisles. Elmo was crazy. That was, uh, I don't know which was the worst. They lost their mind on Elmo. Some people fighting in the aisles. It just doesn't make any sense. And, and people have gotten trampled and, and been killed. So please just, just be safe out there in the holidays. Watch out for the babies on the road, too. Um, and just be safe. And I hope we have a white Christmas. Uh, they said we may, so. I'm looking for a black Christmas. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. okay. Well, Whatever I'll, works for you. Look, I'm I'm looking for a green Christmas. <laughs> okay. Well, shout out to Mama Z, Squiggy. All right. Uh, Becky. Hello. Everybody in uh, Cali. What else? North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yep. Not shout yet. out to them, Philly. Shout out to all of our listeners. We appreciate you. What you want to say, Pop? I just want to send out a, a, a letter of sympathy from, from the Pajama Party Show to... The mother and her daughter were killed in D.C. by a tour bus in uh, downtown D.C. The the bus turned the corner and and killed the mother and the daughter. They were both visiting from Alaska. And the mother, the daughter was actually the the mayor of one of the towns in Alaska. And they walked across the street together in a tour bus, being these people who do these tours every day, Mm -hmm. and they hurry on a little route. And they turned the corner right there up around oh, the yeah, I did hear about second that. and, uh, you know, where Constitution Avenue turns. You go back toward the train station. They turned too fast on the corner. They were right in the middle of the street and killed the mother and Yeah, they were and crossing the, the street and the tour bus was turning. Killed the mother and, and the daughter. And them. so much sympathy to them, them too. People oh. back in Alaska were completely heartbroken. All they came to was visit the tour. They were trying to see the monuments and whatnot. Yeah, got killed by a tour bus. Turning too fast on the corner, not looking out for pedestrians. That whole area of Constitution Avenue, that whole northeast area over there, is, the driving is vicious in that area. Mm. Cab drivers are driving like maniacs. I was there like at eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning one time. I couldn't believe the way cab drivers just everybody was just doing their thing down Constitution Avenue. It's a mess. It's a mess. Okay. Well, we just also want to say shout out to our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment who sponsors our show, pays the bills, keeps the lights on, so to speak. We appreciate you. Shout out to our business partners that advertise with us, Purple House Books. If you didn't get the book for your child or for someone in your family that's a young reader, get the Bling Bling Bird uh, from Purple House Books. Uh, Check that out at purplehousebooks.com. And you can visit DC Homegrown at dchomegrown.com. And, uh, you know, support those who support us. And let's all support one another. Wakanda forever. Uh-oh. Let's <laughs> have a shout-out, too, for uh, for Papa Didi for tolerating uh, red yeah, wine whatever. and kettle. 
Also, shout out to Waldo, one of our um, friends of the show, has a birthday coming up uh, next week. 26. Yep, got a birthday coming up day after Christmas, so shout out to you, Waldo. We appreciate you. Love you. Uh, what else? We good? We good? Also, we have Aaron has a birthday. Oh, yeah. Shout out to My Aaron. Aaron. She's a, she's a Christmas baby. Oh, yeah. Her birthday's coming up, too. Shout out to Aaron. Happy birthday, girl. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, again, make sure you get your copy of The Bling Bling Bird at purplehousebooks.com. Check that out. Support those who support us. All right. Wakanda forever. Okay. All right. We're done. Sure. Yeah. Say good night, Papa. Good night, Papa. Good um <laughs> <laughs> Say good night, yeah. Good night, John Boy. Okay. And this is Red Wine signing off. Bonsoir. Till next Friday. We'll be right here. Hope you join us too. Michelle, wrap up that tour. Show. Go home, girl. Uh-oh. Yeah, and let me know where you got those boots. Wrap I know up those that tour. Go out. home, girl. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put some of us today. Growing that day. Growing up that day. Put some of us today. Party cool people will be cool. No clothes allowed. Put some of us today. Growing up that day.